FM, WIOO Carlisle, Central Pennsylvania's Big Country Gold Radio. It's a celebration of America's freedom. Welcome to the Mark Scaringi Show on WIOO. The Mark Scaringi Show is your place on the dial for a weekly discussion of the Free America Agenda the important political and legal issues of the day, a celebration of constitutional conservatism. Mark is a practicing attorney, a Trump-endorsed Republican convention delegate, and a defender of the Constitution. His goal? To restore America to the constitutional republic created by our founding fathers. And now, celebrating America's freedom, here's attorney Mark Scaringi. Well, good morning and welcome to the Mark Scaringi Show. This is your place on the dial for constitutional conservatism. This is the place where we talk about the important political and legal issues of the day from the perspective of putting America first. And you're welcome to call in at 717-697-4297, 717-697-4297. And thanks for tuning in on WIOO and the various FM stations and 1000 AM. And also, we're glad to have you from Facebook Live. And on Facebook Live, you're welcome to comment live, and we'll try to read your comments on the air. If they're positive, uh, if they're negative, maybe we'll skip over those. Uh, But we have a special guest today on the Mark Scaringi Show. We have Allison Shipp, and uh, Allison is uh, from Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, uh, and she is a leader in the parental rights movement. Uh, She has formed a group called Moms for Liberty of Cumberland County, and uh, it's a, a local organization with uh, national connections. Moms for Liberty have been uh, kind of being formed all across the country, uh, and they are dedicated to fighting for the survival of America by unifying, educating, and empowering parents to defend their parental rights at all levels of government, and particularly in our schools. They've been working on defending parental rights against vaccine and mask mandates uh, across the state and in our schools. They've been working on trying to ensure that our public schools do not indoctrinate or continue to indoctrinate our children in theories such as critical race theory, intersectionality, anti-racism, transformational social and emotional learning. These are topics that you and I, uh, friends of the show, we've talked about uh, for several months now, uh, if not longer. And we're happy to have Allison Ship. Allison, welcome to the Mark Scaringi Show. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. We're glad to have you. And uh, can you, let's get started by uh, talking a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, where you're from, and why you got involved uh, in joining the group and, and organizing the group in Cumberland County uh, called Moms for Liberty. Okay. Um, well, just to let you all know a little bit of something about me is I'm a single mom self-employed. I live in the uh, uh, Lower Allen Township area in Cumberland County. I have a 15-year-old that goes to the West Shore School District. And some of the things that I was seeing were actually a long, long time ago that were back when Common Core was being implemented. And that was probably around the time in elementary school, my daughter's elementary school age. And I was really concerned then. And I started kind of researching and, and understanding things And after a lot of uh, Common Core got to come more into the educational system, we kind of got out. And we went to a private school. We um, 
we had a lot of success. I kind of had my hands out of it for a while. And what ended up happening was we uh, had to make the decision to come back into the public school system. And when we did that, I was really appalled about a lot of the things that I was seeing, not just within the curriculum, but also like things that you said, the social emotional learning um, curriculum that was being propagated to a lot of these kids. And Allison, when did you bring your daughter back into the public schools? It was in eighth grade and she is in 10th now. Okay. So about two years ago. Yeah. And uh, what was it that, uh, that you noticed uh, once you returned to the public schools that uh, caused you to have some concern? Well, when we came back in eighth grade, um, then COVID hit. So we didn't have much of a in-person experience when but last year the first sign that we got was her homeroom teacher was not enabling the children to stand for the pledge of allegiance what really we were yeah it was an it was our history teacher no less so uh, I had just wrote in a quick email to her and just said, you know, I'm just hearing this info from a 15-year-old, not really sure, just wanted to gain some clarity on, on the matter. And she had written back that she wanted to create um, a space where everyone felt that they were heard and understood and that meant for anyone even opposing um, the, the God part of the national anthem and the Pledge of Allegiance. So the history teacher uh, empowered, enabled children to remain seated and not recite the pledge during the Pledge of Allegiance. And as so this is the history teacher being some sort of uh, instigator and uh, uh, inspiring uh, like a conscientious objection uh, among little schoolgirls and schoolboys. Yeah, encouraging it. Yes, very much so. So I guess the, the, the school district is encouraging children not to be proud of our country. Uh, and that doesn't seem like uh, the right thing for our public schools to be doing. So that kind of stood out to you. That was one and just the many things that kept going on the in following year. I mean, I, we had conversations with the principal and also with, um, you know, October's coming up, everyone. You know, we know that that's Breast Cancer Awareness, but it's also Black History Month. And we had a lot of Black Lives Matter propaganda within our school, anti-racist um, propaganda, as well as after-school programs, assemblies, things of that sort. Yeah, we noticed that, uh, in the, and I've got four children in the Camp, Camp Hill School District, and I kind of stumbled upon uh, my daughter um, receiving her remote learning. And I think a lot of this movement that you and I are in, and then you went on to, to organize Moms for Liberty in Cumberland County, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, but I think a lot of this movement among parents really started because of the remote learning, because our kids were kicked out of the schools by orders of the governor and the secretary of education because of this mass hysterical overreaction uh, to the COVID uh, pandemic. And so, and parents had to be at home. A lot of parents, you know, we can't leave our children unattended at home, young children. And so I was there during the day for, perhaps I was there watching my children uh, as a good father, right? And, um, and I, I stumbled upon a class that my child was in, and it was during uh, Black History Month, and so there was a session on Martin Luther King Jr., a, 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 a great and profound heroic leader, uh, not just for black Americans, but for all Americans, and but during that presentation, the teacher got into LGBTQ 
and was showing pictures, photos of this Jazz Jennings, this little little boy whose parents uh, allowed him to go through um, a sex change operation and genital mutilation. And she's now a girl, and she's got a she's a celebrity now. She's and got, might I add, you I was going to add to that, yeah, that they incur- not only encouraged it, but they documented the entire progress. And on YouTube and on a lot of social media, so they were very encouraging throughout. The yeah, entire they're presenting this this child as some sort of hero, yeah. as a celebrity, as it was as if it were glamorous. The the photos they used of her in like in a princess dress on top of a parade float, and little girls see that, and lots of little girls want to be the princess in a princess dress on top of a parade float, and so. This is what I was noticing during Black History Month. I thought that was an odd combination. But the teacher then also wanted, was promoting various LGBTQ advocacy groups and was encouraging the students to go out and raise money and donate to the LGBT advocacy groups. And this is startling for me to watch this. And so it was that remote learning and the eviction of our children from their their schools uh, that I think opened the eyes of a lot of parents. You know, we're busy at work. We're busy running the household. We, we don't have a lot of time, and, and we couldn't sit through classes prior to COVID. Right. You know, parents didn't sit in on history class, but we could for remote learning, and I think that got a lot of people inspired to do things like what you are doing. Tell us about Moms for Liberty of Cumberland County. Um, well, we're, Moms for Liberty organization is uh, across the United States, and we were started by um, a group of ladies in Florida, and they saw just some of the things that, were go- that we are currently seeing last year. We started last January. We're already in 130 um, counties, and we're still growing popping up everywhere because of this what we're talking about parental rights and um, concerns with our children Um, and and what I I started Moms for Liberty of Cumberland County just for that reason so that we could really empower a lot of the parents because when I was going into school board meetings I was there alone at times oh really and I didn't want other people to feel alone. That must have been early on, though, because haven't a lot of parents really joined in? It was last April. Last but April, I can say okay. when they opened up the doors, um, I was the only, I waited two hours to speak, and I just sat there patiently, and then I got my three minutes. Was this at West Shore School District? Yes, it was. And what did you say? Um, I was making them aware that their slideshow from April about curriculum was not acceptable because it was empowering the diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is buzzwords for CRT. Yeah, lots of euphemisms. And those of us who are in the movement, so to speak, we're, we're familiar with the DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and what that really means. It's just kind of dressed up critical race theory. You also, you also will hear equity. Oh, my gosh. At Camp Hill School District, it's like every other word is the word equity. And it is a a profoundly meaningless word. Well, they they rebranded it. They totally did a total different definition altogether, which is a lot of times what they're doing. They're just taking words that already exist and have definitions. I mean, we saw it even with the word vaccine. They completely changed it. So what we did think that equity 
inequality meant is not the case anymore. Yeah. And and again, that's that's kind of the mind game that's being played so that they can push a certain agenda. Yeah, we did that in Camp Hill. We fought hard against something called the Equity Advocacy Council, and we exposed uh, the the flaws in the decision-making process that, uh, that was used to form this group. It was kind of formed almost in a rump board session with not following uh, the policy, uh, and it just came together with some very liberal school board members, some very liberal liberal left-wing activists in the Camp Hill uh, School District community got together after uh, the, the, the death of George Floyd and the riots that ensued thereafter, and they wanted to form a group in Camp Hill to you know, push and promote what they're what they're reading about and hearing about on the national level. And it is the fashion of the day. All, all of this stuff is education, fashion, yeah, uh, critical race theory, intersectionality, and all of this stuff. And so these liberal left-wing parents and school board members, they just follow the fashions. And it's like the elite opinion believes in these theories and these concepts, which really parents, actual parents, find to be very harmful uh, to their children and to education. And so we made a lot of progress in exposing this Equity Advocacy Council because they were they were learning from and studying from uh, Ibram X. Kendi, Elena Aguilar, uh, and, uh, and some others, uh, Bettina Love, Dr. Bettina Love, and others who are just extreme. Mm-hmm. And we exposed that the school board was embarrassed temporarily suspended it and now they're kind of rebranding it and they're just calling it diversity equity and inclusion yeah. now so, <laughs> that's the world of education and school boards it is you know i i kind of work in the real world uh in, in a law firm in the law and we have to use words and they have to have meaning and you have to be able to prove what it is that you are asserting with something we call evidence. And it was a real disconnect for me when I first got involved in this movement, listening to these school board members and listening to these teachers and these administrators talk on and on and on using words of utter nonsense right. and meaninglessness. Right. Equity is a, is a prime. And they'll go on forever on equity. And basically it means whatever they want it to mean. Right. Right. And so it's hard. It's hard to kind of hold them down. Right. Because they're always moving and changing and 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 no, that's not what we meant. And this is what we mean. And and what they will tell you using very innocuous sounding words and terms and phrases. What is equity? It's it's what every student needs at any given day on an individual basis. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, really, one of the things you do, I mean, just a little help to, towards parents that's definitely one of the things that you need to lock them down and what is their definition can i pause you right there on, on what their definition is we're talking with allison ship she's the organizer for moms for liberty of cumberland county and we're happy to have her on the show uh, we're going to take a brief commercial break when we get back we're going to open up the phone lines and you're welcome to call in and ask allison uh, what she's all about what her group's all about 717-697-4297 so stay tuned we'll be back right after this 
Scorinci Law has been providing high-quality legal representation for over 15 years. We have over a dozen lawyers with 200 years of combined legal experience. We're a full-service law firm handling all the major practice areas. From our offices in Harrisburg, Carlisle, Gettysburg, York, Lancaster, and Newport, Scorinci Law will fight for your rights. Call now at 717-657-7770 and ask about our free consultations. That's 717-657-7770. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call Call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. Still looking for that one special voice that makes you fall in love with podcasts? The one is out there and free on Spotify. With over 2 million shows and today's most talked about podcasts, Spotify is the best place to find that one special show that makes you laugh, keeps you interested, and keeps you listening for more. Whatever you're into, get way more into it with a podcast. Find the one you've been listening for right now, free on Spotify. Now, back to more of the Mark Scaringi Show, celebrating the Free America Agenda on Country Gold FM, WIOO. And welcome back to the Mark Scaringi Show. This is your place on the dial for constitutional conservatism. This is the place where we talk about the important political and legal issues of the day from the perspective of putting America first. We have a special guest today, Allison Shipp, who is the organizer of Moms for Liberty of Cumberland County. And it's an organization dedicated to fighting for the survival of America by unifying, educating, and empowering parents to defend their parental rights at all levels of government. And we're so glad to have her here uh, this morning. You're welcome to call in and ask Allison about her organization, about what their goals are and objectives are, uh, or how you can join. If you'd like to join, uh, you can call in 717-697-4297. At 717-697-4297. Or you're welcome to comment or ask your question on Facebook Live, and we'll read the question or comment to Allison, and she'll give you uh, her feedback. So once again, Allison, uh, glad to have you on the show. Wonderful to be here, Mark. Thank you. And we're talking about the elusiveness uh, and the euphemisms that uh, are being used by these proponents uh, of now they're calling it diversity, equity, and inclusion. And uh, what has your experience been? Oh, man, where do I start? Honestly, <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's been going on for quite a quite a while. I think this just this even just this past year um, being in new in person school, I've seen not like we've said before, propaganda within the schools, but also lots of surveys going on around the schools. People don't know that yeah. they do a lot of surveys for your student. They uh, under the Pennsylvania law, they have to announce them before they put them out toward your child and to let everyone know your capability of opting out is there and you don't have to participate. You can also get a look at them before you take them. Um, But a lot of other diversity, equity and inclusion things that have been coming up as a teacher trainings. Teachers have been uh, training for these things all summer and they've been put 
sneaking them in slowly, even though they don't want to openly come out with them in the curriculum, but they will talk about them within the classroom. Yeah, they are kind of sneaky about it. Down in South Middleton, um, they, they had the Jedi program right. there, uh, which uh, which we challenged and, and we were successful and they temporarily suspended Jedi, and then I think it just renamed, renamed it and, it. and yeah. continued with what they were doing. <laughs> but they were doing that unconscious bias training down there, and they were. Te- and we read the, the the meeting minutes, and they were teaching uh, white uh, female teachers at South Middleton to be aware of their inherent racism and sexism uh, because they were white, and, and I assume straight uh, female teachers. So at Camp Hill, that was part of EX program they wanted to bring in unconscious bias training uh, to teach the children the, the white teachers that uh, they are biased uh, against blacks and minorities because of their race uh, it's such a, a a harmful doctrine or ideology to bring into uh, these the these public schools and you know we talk a lot about the children and how we want to defend and protect our own children from this racist sexist ideology that uh, the schools are pushing on them but what about teachers too who have to endure this or Absolutely. perhaps they'll be disciplined or fired yes. if they don't go along with this with this indoctrination Absolutely and we have had teachers stand up at school board meetings we have had teachers reach out to us and I encourage teachers that are out there now, please reach out to any Moms for Liberty groups, any free PA groups, any Make America Free groups to get in contact with us. Because I will tell you um, more and more, the more te- uh, uh, the more parents get together, the less we want our kids in public school. So if we're able to do some alternative learning solutions, we'd happy to have any teachers to try to form any of our own groups or homeschooling groups, hubs of that sort. And I want to get to some calls. We've got some callers on the line, and so we're going to get to you in just a few seconds, so hang on there. But with regard to teachers speaking out against this indoctrination, we have the the famous case down in Loudoun County, Virginia, where this thing is really taken off, uh, where he refused to refer to students by their preferred gender pronouns, was mm-hmm. fired, sued, and got reinstated. Uh, so that was a nice victory for for the freedom of conscience of teachers to kind of say, no, no, I, I'm not going with you down this road of this left-wing indoctrination of these kids. So we got some callers. We'll take some calls. Uh, John from East Berlin, you're on the Mark Scaringi Show. Hey, good morning to both of you. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say, Allison, uh, I really appreciate what you're doing. My kids are all grown now, but with what's happening in – the country, in our commonwealth, on the planet. It's, there's so much discouragement out there, and it's very encouraging to see people on the front lines actually getting their hands dirty and fighting this ultra-liberal, satanic mess. Uh, my question to you is, and you kind of alluded on this last couple minutes, I alluded to this, is are you getting any moral support, public support, official or unofficial support, uh, verbally or otherwise, from any of our government officials, like our senators, our representatives. I know you said there's some teachers that are kind of, you know, uh, a little apprehensive about coming out, but some are uh, and doing what's right. So I'm wondering, 
besides social media, if you're getting any any support at all, and I have a doubt very much from the regular media you're getting any support. But I'm curious about that. See if anybody, if if you're inspiring anybody to come out and say, like a Doug Mastriano or a Torn Ecker or somebody like that, and saying, hey, what you're doing is great and we're behind you 100%. Can you comment on that? Uh, great question, John, from East Berlin. We're going to hang up and give uh, Allison a chance. Thanks, John, for calling. Give Allison a chance to answer that question. Thanks, John. I really appreciate your comments and encouragement. It goes a long way these days. Um, I feel called to do this, honestly. I don't I don't feel that this is a, a choice anymore. I feel very much that this is my duty and that God has called me to do this, and I'm just doing his work. So thank you. Um, yes, we have a lot of people stepping up, representatives, senators that are stepping up to support mom, not only Moms for Liberties, but a lot of parent freedom groups that are around our commonwealth. Um, we have a rally this afternoon. It's from two to four on the Capitol steps. Um, we're having um, a lot of uh, people there, but we actually have a, a senator and a lot of representatives that will be speaking as well there. Mastriano has spoken out with us um, on various occasions, and we've had, um, I, could, I could give you a long list of people that are on our side. So there are people out there willing to support us we, we just have to keep letting them know that we're here and that we that they work for us and that we what we want. We have to show them that we are their vo- the voice. So th- that would be my encouragement to you. Just keep calling in, keep phone calling, doing whatever that you can do. And, John, I'll, I'll uh, kind of elaborate on Allison's answer. And uh, we've had these legislators here on the Mark Scaringi Show before. We'll have them back. But you have Representative Barb Gleim who's doing a terrific job fighting against critical race theory in our schools. You have Representative Russ Diamond. Uh, you have Representative Don Kiefer, uh, Representative Andrew Lewis. Just that that foursome there is doing uh, Wonderful thing. heroic work, really, really championing the issue, the championing the cause of parents and students across Pennsylvania, defending them from this left-wing uh, indoctrination. And so, you know, hats off to them. And we'll have them back on the show. They've all been on the show before. I want to get uh, get Allison to comment. Uh, and I'll, I'll, Allison did promote her rally. She's got a rally at the Capitol Steps uh, later this afternoon from 2 to 4. And uh, some big speakers will be there. Kathy Barnett, uh, candidate for the U.S. Senate. Uh, will she be there, Allison? Yeah. Okay. Any yeah. other big speakers? We have many speakers Okay. Coming. We have... Um, Steve Lynch, who's running um, for county executive for in county Northampton executive. County. Yep, thank you. Yeah, he's uh, very inspired and brings a lot of energy <laughs> yes, he to is. this issue. <laughs> very much so. Everyone will definitely um, be, feel empowered and supported, not only just like-minded people, but to see a lot of their own senators and representatives there to know that they're being um, supported. And Allison, we were talking about uh, the this euphemistic word equity and how schools are using it to cover what they're truly really doing and the philadelphia public schools have made headlines in the past day or so and they're using what they refer to as an equity lens which is another and camp hill uses that phrase all the time you did at west shore they use the yeah i i was told that my scope 
uh, my lens, my scope wasn't big enough. <laughs> what is this lens? Is like they're a great telescope or microscope out there and we have to kind of peer through it. I'm to, not really sure. To see equity, whatever the heck equity is. And anyway, the Philadelphia Public Schools, they, they talk about equity lens and they're they're looking, I guess, at themselves through through some sort of lens called equity. And what they're doing is they're rearranging how they are – the eligibility criteria for their magnet schools. And so because they think that it uh, – the, the student population in the magnet schools is disproportionately white uh, and non-minority. And so what they're going to do is they're going to favor admissions from certain zip codes that it – we – that the school determines are minority zip codes – and they're going to give those students a leg up in getting admi- gaining admission into the magnet schools. So this is an example of, of really what it is. It's the government using race and ethnicity as a factor in determining a government benefit. Now, we civil rights and constitutional lawyers, we call that discrimination. It's already <laughs> racism. Call, we call that illegal and yeah. unlawful. But when you use when you use the word equity instead of discrimination, it just you get sounds a, pass. a lot nicer. It's, yeah. <laughs> and let's hope that uh, that more Pennsylvania school districts do not follow the lead uh, of uh, of what uh, what's going on in Philadelphia. And uh, we're talking with uh, Allison Ship, who's the organizer for Moms for Liberty of Cumberland County. And so you're welcome to call in 717-697-4297. That's 717-697-4297. And talk to Allison about what she's trying to do, her group uh, trying to defend the parental rights of parents uh, across Pennsylvania. And you're welcome to comment live. Now, we haven't gotten into the, the, vac- the, the school mask issue, the vaccine issue that's sure to come. Uh, we will, uh, maybe in the, in the second half of the show, uh, we want to continue talking about uh, the whole uh, concept of this uh, critical race theory and how it's uh, being perpetrated uh, throughout, promoted, and pushed through our schools under the camouflage of something called equity. President Joe Biden appointed uh, a woman named Precious McKesson, which I think is a fantastic first name, by the way, a Nebraska Democrat. She's a racial radical and a critical race theorist uh, to the position of special assistant in the United States Department of Education's Office of Communications and Outreach. I wonder why we even need such an office. I wonder why we even need a federal Department of Education. However, according to Precious McKesson, uh, it is the attempts to stop the teaching of this indoctrination scheme uh, that creates a wedge between white communities and communities of color, making us, the community of color, the villains. So Joe Biden's top critical race theory activist at the Federal Department of Education is really blaming women like you, parents like you, Allison Ship, uh, and Moms for Liberty, uh, and probably, and I'm sure me, and others, uh, for you're the one, you're the ones who are creating a wedge between racial and ethnic communities. What is your response to Precious McKesson's allegations? Well, I would think anyone who really, like you said before, really would sit down and read the article and understand what she's actually saying would be that we don't need this on a federal level. You're right. We don't need any more regulations to strangle us as individuals. And honestly, we don't need them to be 
reconciled in any way, racially especially. Um, we've dealt with this. This is not the same. This is 1960s at all. We have definitely dealt with this. And my response would be, honestly, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You're not going to give her the time of day. I, yeah, it's it's utterly ridiculous at this point. I think there is definitely an agenda. There's a push, and anymore they are not hiding it, and it is very black and white. Well, I'll tell you, we're talking with Allison Ship, the organizer of Moms for Liberty of Cumberland County. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be back right after this brief commercial break. Scorinci Law has been providing high-quality legal representation for over 15 years. We have over a dozen lawyers with 200 years of combined legal experience. We're a full-service law firm handling all the major practice areas. From our offices in Harrisburg, Carlisle, Gettysburg, York, Lancaster, and Newport. Scorinci Law will fight for your rights. Call now at 717-657-7770 and ask about our free consultations. That's 717-657-7770. Built to dominate the toughest of work days, Boot Barn now carries an expanded selection of Cody James Decimator work boots to support American workers in every trade. Made with durable full grain leather, a Goodyear welt construction for longevity, a Vibram outsole for grip, and zero gravity Zyklone insoles for all day comfort, this is your heavy duty work boot. Dominating functionality, Cody James Decimator boots, only at Boot Barn. Napa know-how. At Napa, we've teamed up with AAA to save you 20% online or in-store. That's why they call us the Savings Dream Team. Okay, we're the only ones calling us that. But it's true. Your AAA membership can save you 20% at Napa. So we're basically superheroes with the most specific power ever, saving you 20%. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 20% off regular retail prices with valid AAA membership card. Offer good online and participating stores. Offer ends 10 21 Now, back to more of the Mark Scaringi Show, celebrating the Free America Agenda on Country Gold FM, WIOO. And welcome back to the Mark Scaringi Show. This is your place on the dial for constitutional conservatism. This is the place where we talk about the important political and legal issues of the day from the perspective of putting America first. And thanks for tuning in. You're welcome to call in at 717-697-4297. That's 717-697-4297. Or comment on Facebook Live. We have a special guest, Allison Shipp, who is the organizer behind the group Moms for Liberty of Cumberland County, and it's a group dedicated to fighting for parental rights uh, and advocating for our children in our public schools. And she's holding a rally later on today in Harrisburg at the Capitol Steps from 2 to 4. So if you are interested uh, in learning more uh, and helping Moms for Liberty fight for parental rights in our public schools, go on down to the Capitol Uh, and enjoy the rally. And they've got some prominent speakers uh, you'll hear from later today. And uh, so we're talking about Allison Shipp's response to Joe Biden's new communications diversity inclusion officer in the Federal Department of Education. Uh, This new diversity equity inclusion officer is blaming parents like Allison and I'm sure myself and others Uh, for causing and driving a wedge between the minority and ethnic uh, community and I guess the majority community in school districts across the country. And I would say uh, to the contrary, it's actually the parents and the school board members and the teachers and the administrators who are pushing this critical race theory, this intersectionality, this anti-racism, 
that into our schools, they're the ones driving the wedge. They're the ones through their their open and and patently obvious racist and sexist indoctrination of our students that has awakened so many parents. And we are now fighting back rhetorically by speaking out, defending our schools, defending traditional rigorous, academic, non-racist, non-sexist education, which is what we want our kids to get. I want them to learn algebra, not how and why they are a racial oppressor. Yeah. They, my kids need algebra more than they need to learn that they are the descendant of a slave owner and that somehow they need to recompense for that uh, in society today. Allison, your thoughts? Well, I think this just goes along with the fact that we're, we are making such a stir. We're not going along with the agenda and that just irritates them. So to no end. And the fact that we are having spreading so much light, so much information and not going along with the uh, agenda that they have planned for us, that he would have to appoint someone to be this specific federal DEI person <laughs> is, is, is just telling, again, the same kind of telling that the attorney general had in calling parents racist, that we are creating such of a movement that they're scared now. They're, they are irritated with us. We, they're not going to be able to push their agenda. They're not being able to um, get our kids so made into little activists anymore, and that really irritates them. We're going against the grain, and, and they're trying to put a stop to it. Yeah, I think they finally have gone too far, and uh, and they've awakened a sleeping giant in Absolutely. moms and dads across across the country. And we have a comment uh, question on on one of our Facebook live pages: Who's going to protect the teachers? Well, I am. We are over at Scaringi Law. If any public school teacher is discriminated against based upon his or her race or sex, they have rights under the Federal Civil Rights Act. Uh, and we will defend those rights. So we are pushing back uh, uh, by uh, appearing at school board meetings and speaking out, and we will also use legal resources in the court system to defend the civil rights uh, of all public school teachers and administrators uh, in America. You know, we still have some rights left. We have a few rights left. Uh, Let's defend those. And Allison Shipp, who's the organizer of Moms for Liberty, uh, she's getting ready for her big rally in Harrisburg later this afternoon, so you're all invited to attend uh, and listen to the good work that this organization is doing. And Allison was talking, as she mentioned briefly, uh, and I want to get onto this issue, the United States Attorney General uh, is weighing in and he's using the, the force and power of the Department of Justice to go after parents like Allison Shipp and others who are simply defending the rights of their uh, children. Now, last summer... Uh, Joe Biden watched as Black Lives Matter and Antifa rioters, remember they were raging uh, against what they claimed to be systemic white racism, burning down sections of major U.S. cities, and Joe Biden fanned the flames, tweeting about the movement and urging rioters to continue the work of tackling systemic racism and reforming policing. Uh, Public schools quickly went to work pushing critical race theory, labeling white students as perpetrators of systemic racism. Parents like Allison Shipp fought back, uh, calling on school boards to stop this racist left-wing indoctrination of our children. Now, Joe Biden's coming in against parents. Biden's attorney general just announced the formation of task forces across the country 
to investigate and prosecute parents who threaten school officials. Now, Allison Ship has never threatened a school official. Neither have I, neither have any of the parents that we've worked with. I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, but even though neither the Department of Justice nor the FBI has jurisdiction here, and without identifying one such threat, that's not stopping Biden's feds. Instead of investigating schools for discriminating against whites by labeling them as racist oppressors, Biden's sending in the feds to intimidate their parents. And that was a Facebook post that I made earlier this week, and uh, it sets up the, 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 the discussion and your take, your response to the Attorney General of the United States forming a task force among local law enforcement officials here in the greater Harrisburg area. We have a U.S. Attorney's Office in Harrisburg. We've got an FBI office. Uh, I guess they're going to be meeting and forming a task force to maybe look into people like you, Allison. Bring it on. (laughs) Be careful. (laughs) They have immense power. (laughs) Immense power. Well, I think, again, these are just more intimidation tactics. I mean, to make us shut up sit down and and comply. The reality is that that what it's going to take. I say that I say that boldly because that's what it's going to take. We need everyone to stand together to not wait and to sit down and see what happens anymore. If I if I stand there alone and I I make the sacrifices that I make and stand on that hill for my country and my child, I'm willing to do that at this point. And I would hope that I would hear and see. I know a lot of parents would, but I would even know that people that don't have people, I mean, children in the school communities would want to do that as well, because at this point it is for the survival of our country. Yeah. And uh, and you and I have have been with lots of parents at various school board meetings in our, our respective school uh, school districts. Never once have I heard a threat being uttered by any parent, first of all. Secondly, the United States Attorney General has absolutely zero legal authority and jurisdiction to be involved in a local uh, alleged crime of what they would call it a terroristic threat. So we have in the Pennsylvania Criminal Code something called terroristic threats. That is purely a local issue. There is absolutely no reason or justification or jurisdiction for the United States Attorney General to be involved in something like this. And so this is yet another abuse of the law uh, and an abuse of our judicial system by a left-wing attorney general. And it should send chills down the spine of any American. You're a mom going to a school board meeting saying, hey, stop telling my son he's a racist. Uh, stop trying to encourage my daughter to be LGBTQ. How about just teach them reading science and math and let's be done with it? But you're now going to be in the crosshairs of the FBI and the U.S. Attorney General. That is scary stuff. It should be chilling to everyone. Absolutely. I wanted to add, we had a um, Cumberland Valley mom call in and had spoken with the um, sheriff here in Cumberland County. And he openly announced uh, formally to us that he wouldn't be upholding all of our constitutional rights here as parents and especially here at a local level. But he would be upholding our constitutional rights. Yes. He has no and he has he has said that he has no intention to do otherwise. Very good. Very good. Uh, that's reassuring. Very good. It is. It is reassuring, but the sheriff really has no uh, no authority to be involved in these issues anyway. <laughs> so that and he's a great sheriff and we love our sheriffs, uh, but 
you're, we're talking about we're talking about uh, you know sheriffs don't arrest uh, people for terroristic threats. Local law enforcement does, and the U.S. Attorney General is going to be coordinating in, in these task forces with federal, uh, the FBI, and local law enforcement, and that's and hopefully the county sheriffs as kind of as almost leaders of local law enforcement will we have got good sheriffs like our sheriff in Cumberland County push back yes uh, uh, perhaps uh, rhetorically and publicly uh, against this huge massive federal overreach by the uh, by the Biden Department of Justice now the, the one issue that we really haven't gotten into that I want to get into uh, before we have to we have to leave uh, and that is uh, the issue of school masks uh, the issue of quarantines uh, being ordered uh, by schools, by school nurses. School? Did you ever think a school nurse in Pennsylvania would have the power to order your child to be quarantined? Never. Yeah. Well, we have the acting secretary of health, uh, who is a local Camp Hill resident, a lawyer, uh, not a doctor. Uh, she has sent this letter out, a threatening letter, uh, and apparently one was issued to one minor child in the Mechanicsburg Area School District. But I learned these these are kind of going out as a matter of routine. Right. Uh, the child has been asked to quarantine, and the Department of Health letter outlined the quarantine timeline required, what it required, but also threatened, if you do not cooperate with this directive. I love these directives. Like, are we in the Soviet Union? We get directives from health secretaries. The Secretary of Health may petition a court to have you confined to an appropriate place chosen by the department to make certain that you are not able to infect the public and to make certain that you receive proper care. You will be kept there until the department determines it can release you from quarantine. It also threatens that law enforcement may be called upon to the extent necessary to ensure your compliance. Wow. Yeah. Your reaction, crazy. Allison. It's it's crazy that that language could even be fathomable here in the United States of America. First off, I and, and second that someone, as you said, an acting secretary of health that has no legal authority over your child or even has a um she is not a doctor by any means. So she has thinks that she has that much control that would be able to rip your child from school or your home and tell you how and where things can go with this. And, and by ridiculous. the way, and by the way, it's 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 the school nurse making her own determination that your child is not not that your child's infected with coronavirus. It's that your child has likely been exposed, exposed right. to the coronavirus. It's the school nurse making that decision. Which should really scare everyone to begin with because of the amount of um, overreach that they're having even within the school system. They're they're placing these kids into different rooms. They're they're making sure that they're tracking them to to no end. That even when your kid, they think that there was an exposure, everyone surrounding that's been in contact with that kid has to go home yeah. and, and quarantine. And But at the same, when you think about it, you're like, I I can't believe that they would even, even know any of that. We're going to talk more. I, I blew through a commercial break, so I got to stop you there. We're going to be back right after this. You're listening to The Mark Scaringi Show. 
Scorinci Law has been providing high-quality legal representation for over 15 years. We have over a dozen lawyers with 200 years of combined legal experience. We're a full-service law firm handling all the major practice areas. From our offices in Harrisburg, Carlisle, Gettysburg, York, Lancaster, and Newport, Scorinci Law will fight for your rights. Call now at 717-657-7770 and ask about our free consultations. That's 717-657-7770. Built to dominate the toughest of work days, Boot Barn now carries an expanded selection of Cody James Decimator work boots to support American workers in every trade. Made with durable full-grain leather, a Goodyear welt construction for longevity, a Vibram outsole for grip, and zero-gravity Zyklone insoles for all-day comfort, this is your heavy-duty work boot. Dominating functionality, Cody James Decimator Boots, only at Boot Barn. Napa know-how. At Napa, we've teamed up with AAA to save you 20% online or in-store. That's why they call us the Savings Dream Team. Okay, we're the only ones calling us that. But it's true. Your AAA membership can save you 20% at Napa. So we're basically superheroes with the most specific power ever, saving you 20%. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 20% off regular retail prices with valid AAA membership card. Offer good online and participating stores. Offer ends 10 21 Now, back to more of the Mark Scaringi Show, celebrating the Free America Agenda on Country Gold FM, WIOO. And welcome back to the Mark Scaringi Show. It's your place on the dial for constitutional conservatism. This is the place where we talk about the important political and legal issues of the day from the perspective of putting America first. And you're welcome to call in 717-697-4297. That's 717-697-4297. Or comment live on Facebook Live, and we'll read your comments on the air. We're talking with Allison Ship, the organizer of Moms for Liberty of Cumberland County. Uh, it's an organization dedicated to fighting for and protecting parental rights uh, in our schools and at every level of government. And they've got a big rally uh, later on this afternoon uh, from 2 to 4 at the Harrisburg Capitol Steps. So go on down there and be with some other parents, uh, moms and dads. Are dads allowed to attend? Oh, your, everyone. Your Grandparents, anyone in the community. So you're not discriminating yes, against no, individuals based on sex. Oh, very good. Very, that's important. <laughs> that's important. You know, we're talking about this threatening letter from the acting Secretary of Health. Uh, and uh, what she's saying is if the school nurse determines that your son or daughter has likely been exposed to COVID, then uh, your child is evicted uh, from the physical uh, school building forced to quarantine at home. And if you defy that uh, quarantine order or directive, if the parent doesn't compel the child to adhere to the quarantine, then the Secretary of Health will petition the Cumberland County Court and seek a court order removing your child from your custody and care, removing him from your home, and placing your son or daughter into a facility to be determined by the Secretary of Health for the period of time necessary to for for the quarantine period to expire, what do you think of that as a as a as a mom and and someone who probably wants to be in charge of her own daughter's care and custody? Absolutely, I, it's scary. Honestly, it's 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 baffling. I I like I said before the break that it's, I can't believe that that's even happening in the United States. And also, as a parent. If anyone would come between my me and my child, and I know many, many parents feel this way, they will do whatever they have to do. 
Yeah, if the government wants kind of the lid to blow off the pot, uh, that's gonna it. it's gonna blow yep. off the pot when they come and take our kids. And there's a there's a case in New Jersey where, uh, you know, a father was called to pick up his child from kindergarten uh, because, according to the school nurse, the child was exposed to COVID or likely exposed to COVID, and the father is upset. He's concerned, and he goes to the school to ask questions like. How do you know that my kindergartner was likely exposed to COVID? How do you know that he came within, is it six feet or is it three feet or how many feet for 15 right. minutes or five? What, what, what are all of these criteria and how do you know, Ms. The School, contact trace. The, for the contact tracing. How do you know? Where is your evidence? And you were talking about, you know, a whole room full of kids and how broad some of these orders are and, and, they don't really know, in I would say, in the overwhelming majority of cases. And so this father uh, wanted answers, um, and he got a lot of pushback from the school. They didn't want to give whatever evidence they didn't have, probably, to substantiate their quarantine order. And what they did is they threatened to call Child Protective Services. That's crazy. So if, you're a, if your child gets one of these quarantine orders and you go into the school and you object and you try to challenge their evidence, Mm -hmm. they're going to call Child Protective Services to essentially saying you're abusing your child, and CYS or uh, may then take your child away from you and put the child in foster care. What do you think about that? Um, I I think that we really should be defunding these schools and pulling our children out as much as possible at this point. Everyone's line is different. Okay, everyone has a different line of where their comfortability level is. And masks for a lot of people weren't enough. And at this point, um, with threats that your child's going to be taken away from you or jabbed with something that you don't agree with, um, those those are other lines that are coming. And the reality is that there has to be other alternatives, whether it be um, online or in person, different schools, because not everyone can afford schools. And, and for a private school or, or have the availability, but also as taxpayers, we shouldn't have to. We should not have to. We should have a say in this. We should be able to do the things that we want to do and to have a say in uh, the autonomy over our own children. And by doing that and standing up for like that gentleman did, um, that should it should scare everyone and they should really know where their line is because they're the their judgment day will be coming. Yeah, and the unfortunate circumstance is that gentleman did did stand up for his child, but the child was quarantined, and, and you know, and he lost. <laughs> so it would be nice if we can get some wins. It would. It, 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 and and this is this is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's one of the reasons why we're here for Moms for that's Liberty, right. because right. we want everyone to feel a, a, as a collective. We had our first meeting. Just a shout out to everyone that would like to come and to sign up for Moms for Liberty. We are meeting. November 4th at Young's United Methodist Church off Fortsville Road. We'll be meeting uh, the first Thursday of every month. And our meetings are going to be really encouraging everyone, not only just to get together and have like-minded people and parents, but they can get informed. You know, we're having our next meeting is going to be on CRT. We are going to have Representative Representative Barb Gleim there. And we'll be having uh, a gentleman, Mr. Eric Smith, who's from York College professor. We'll be talking on CRT. He has written a book recently. We're just not only informing people, because I think a lot of people don't know, they don't understand, but also that they don't even know what their parental rights are. They don't even know where their 
line might be because, you know, their five-year-old can't come home and tell them every aspect of what all the things that are going on in the day where I have the availability as my 15-year-old to, you know, take pictures of things, come home with things, tell me situations that have arised within Mm -hmm. her day. Um, And then the parents can just, I mean, I had so many people after our first meeting just on Facebook comment, it was so nice to be in a, in a room full of people and feel supported. Well, and you had great speakers. Uh, you had Lois Kanashiki. I was there um, uh, and listening. And yeah. you had Lois Kanashiki. You had Representative Don Kiefer. And they are just real powerhouse women who really know what Absolutely. the heck they're talking about yeah. and are very strong advocates. Uh, you're not going to get anything by those two ladies. And they are at the forefront of pushing back against the, the, the critical race theory, the masks, the vaccines, all of that stuff. And uh, you've got some fans on Facebook, Allison. You've got Don Kephart. Thanks for getting the message out, Mark and Allison. Leslie Rhodes, I stand on that hill with you, Allison Ship, who will join us. So <laughs> you've got some fans on Wonderful. Facebook. <laughs> they're, mo- they're Moms for Liberty oh, people. Okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> That's good. Hopefully they'll be at the rally later on uh, this afternoon. And, um, you know, we've got a, a cheeky response to what we were talking about, the, the U.S. Attorney General uh, threatening uh, parents uh, with prosecution for speaking out against critical race theory. Uh, and we have Donna Marie who writes, this is what happens when you order a president by mail, which I thought was pretty That's good. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to try to use that myself and uh, and I'll have to give Donna attribution for that. Uh, but can you, uh, Allison Ship, organizer of Moms for Liberty of Cumberland County, can you uh, tell us again where you are meeting next and when you're meeting in case any of our listeners want to join? Sure. You can find us on Facebook at Moms for Liberty Cumberland County. Um, just a little heads up. We do uh, screen a lot of the people that we want um, to be in there. So you're going to have to answer the questions and be really aware of um, um, what you're really um, fighting for. And we want people who are really passionate about this and, and be acting um, politely towards one another. Uh, the other thing is you can find us uh, at our just our email account, Moms for Liberty CC. That's Moms for Liberty Cumberland County at Gmail. And our meetings will be, <clears throat> we're going to have them posted uh, not only on Facebook, but we're uh, we're also looking into other resources. You know, because Facebook just went down recently, the, of Telegram or Gab or some some other viable form of communication, rather other than Facebook. We will be having our meetings first Thursday of every month. And as of right now, we have not, we, our first meeting had 60. So I'm sure we'll possibly outgrow our, our location currently, which is at Young's United Methodist Church on Wardsville Road. Okay, very good. It was a great meeting. It's a great organization. You know, we're talking about these, these mask mandates, uh, and we have vaccine mandates coming now from employers. And, uh, and I've been thinking about ways that uh, we can challenge uh, some of these mandates legally. The mask mandate issued by the schools, uh, school board orders and the Secretary of Health's uh, order, a little bit uh, difficult uh, to challenge. Uh, I don't think any, 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 any litigants have had any success yet on that front. But thinking about these quarantine orders that the schools are issuing based upon what evidence and where is, where is the due process where are the due process rights to the parents and children who are subjected to these orders? And the father who goes into New Jersey, the New Jersey public school, and says, well, what evidence do you have? And they, they couldn't produce any. So that, that is an area where if your child is subjected to a quarantine order issued by the school because 
he was in close contact due to their close con- due to their contact tracing. You know, maybe there is a legal uh, uh, tool or a legal right to challenge that quarantine order based upon a due process denial of notice in a hearing and uh, what evidence exists to substantiate that. So there might be something there for us to work with. We'll have to kind of I'll have to put my thinking hat on over the weekend. And, and But I've been thinking about that over the past couple of weeks as I've watched these orders. Well, uh, I urge parents to document, document, document. Every time you get a note taken, you make a copy, you keep it. Um, we'd love to have any of your information that you have been sent home with. That seems alarming so that you're making us aware of what's going on in our communities. Um, and if you you know, get everything in writing. Don't talk on the phone to the facilitators. Make sure that you're emailing.